The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Help! I need somebody! Help! Not just anybody! Help! You know I need someone! Welcome to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. Family caregivers don't have to be alone in their experiences. You will hear from experts and other caregivers facing the same issues that you may be facing. Now, here is your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Welcome to Episode 273 of Family Caregivers Unite. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, your host. Our topic today is kitchen safety and family caregivers. This is a growing concern for family caregivers. That's because our aging populations are encouraged by governments and healthcare systems to age at home. And the elders themselves want to live as long as possible in their own homes, or they want to live in the homes of their families while being as independent as possible. But aging brings challenges, such as problems with memory, so... Things that were once very familiar are no longer so easily recalled. And problems with short-term memory, like forgetting to turn something off that only a few minutes ago one had turned on. Problems with mobility and dexterity are other problems with aging, which means difficulty reaching, carrying, and manipulating things. Problems with vision and hearing, and then... There's dementia, a serious brain condition which causes loss of ability to understand things and to make appropriate decisions. So the challenges of aging obviously increase the risk of accidents in the kitchen. And for family caregivers, there is the constant concern that their loved one's challenges may put them at risk of serious harm from kitchen dangers such as fire which is why our topic today, Kitchen Safety and Family Caregivers, is so important. To discuss it, our guests are Simon Gripmer and Alan Major. Now, Fire Chief Simon Gripmer has 37 years of service with the Nelson British Columbia Fire Department. Um, Since 1992, Nelson the Place has had nine residential fire fatalities. And since 2009, Simon has led the Nelson Fire Department as its chief. Simon's department responds to hundreds of fire calls per year, and 40% of those relate to kitchen incidents. Since 2010, he's directed the department's fire inspection towards residential fire safety, including an aggressive smoke alarm campaign recognized in provincial legislation. And his department has undertaken a pilot program endorsed by the Fire Chiefs Association of British Columbia to evaluate the stove reminder, which we are going to be hearing about. Alan Major is the founder of Good Robot. He's always been interested in how science, technology and society intersect to shape our future. 
Over the past 12 years, he's pursued this interest directly in his career as senior analyst and writer. He's interviewed hundreds of startup companies to identify cutting-edge technologies and businesses. And now he's exploring these frontiers hands-on, transforming care for seniors with the use of sensors and home automation. His current venture uses technology to help elderly people live independently in their homes by making homes safer with products like Stove Reminder and by connecting family and caregivers remotely. So welcome to the show, Simon and Alan. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Simon, starting off with you, please tell us more about your life, your career, and your work as fire chief for Nelson. Simon? Okay, well, first... First of all, I'd like to thank you, Doctor, for inviting me to your show. This is a great program uh, for seniors as well as the caregivers, and I'm very pleased to share our insights and concerns uh, for our seniors on behalf of the fire service across Canada. So it's uh, certainly a pleasure to be here with uh, both you and uh, Alan. So uh, Nelson, British Columbia, Canada. Yes, it's a great place to live. Uh, it's a small mountain community in southern British Columbia. It's uh, located between, actually, Vancouver and Calgary, right on the Canadian border, just above Spokane. Um, we're surrounded by mountains, of course, and uh, we also have uh, the magnificent Kootenay Lake uh, right next to us uh, that flows right down, our, uh, down, down along our downtown core. So it's a beautiful spot. It's uh, definitely a tourist destination. We're also the ha uh, heritage capital of uh, British Columbia. Uh, we have more uh, heritage sites than anywhere else in the province. Um, I grew up here, lived in um, just outside the town, a uh, family farm there, and uh, worked with my uh, family. And in 1976, I joined the fire department. I was married, and I have three children. And my middle son is also a firefighter. Um, our fire department is actually uh, quite a historic fire department. It was originated in 1891. There's a lot of events that happened here in our fire department. They're uh, quite quite uh, well known across the province and across Canada. Uh, the BC Fire Chiefs Association actually uh, started in uh, Nelson, British Columbia in 1907. And we also had the uh, honor of hosting or having the movie Roxanne filmed here in our fire station. And uh, we just celebrated a 100-year anniversary of the fire station this year. That's so quite a history, quite a, isn't it? Yeah, now, it was quite an interesting year. <laughs> now, I'm going to stop you now because I want to go to Alan and ask him exactly the same question. Um, Alan, tell us more about your life, career, and about your work with Good Robot. Alan. So most of my career has been spent um, as a bit of a techie. I was sort of a, a researcher and, and writer for the better part of a, a decade and uh, spent a lot of time looking at, you know, different companies and what they were doing with uh, data and sensors and, and, and devices. So, you know, you can guess from that uh, description that I'm a bit of a, a geek at heart. I'm a, a big fan of technology, and I'm very interested in how it can help people. Um, you know, automation, sensors, and devices that can really, you know, extend our own uh, capabilities. And I think that technology does offer ways to, you know, extend ourselves and, and our senses. And that's true whether we're talking about really simple technologies like, you know, your, your glasses uh, or whether it's, you know, some of these amazing, you know, artificial limbs that, you know, allow us to reach out and, and, and grasp objects or even, you know, just everyday things like the car we use in our daily commute. So, um 
you know, I, I, I wanted to put these kinds of ideas to use, uh, you know, in, the, in our startup company, Good Robot, and we're very focused on using uh, low-cost um, uh, automation and low-cost uh, technology to help elderly people live independently. And so we've really got two different kinds of systems. We have systems that focus on home safety, and so a product like Stove Reminder is really, um, you know, a, a great example of that. It helps people, um, you know, stay safe and not to leave the stove on by mistake. And then, you know, the other thing that we do is we want to really try and uh, connect family and caregivers by sharing information, you know, the information that lets them know, you know, when they're, when they're away from home, how their loved one is doing, uh, you know, really helps them kind of stay informed and uh, keep connected. Right. Now, I'm going to move to Simon, and I want you now to tell us about the pilot project you're, you're doing, which, as I understand it, is aimed at reducing kitchen fires. Simon? Okay, yeah, the uh, pilot program um, we're, we're uh, putting together here in Nelson is certainly um, uh, an exciting opportunity for us to see and help our seniors living in our community here. Um, uh, I received an email from Alan a few months ago, and uh, when I seen the information package that he sent along and whatnot, I, I took a look at it, and I immediately realized that there's a, a major potential here for this uh, device to prevent kitchen fires and, of course, uh, 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 reduce the amount of fires that we have in our community and the number of uh, injuries and uh, fatalities from uh, kitchen fires right across Canada. Uh, in Nelson, we did have a fire uh, in a home with a senior lady, elderly lady, and she did perish from that stove fire, so something that I know that we can certainly uh, benefit from. Um, once I started corresponding to uh, Al- with Alan there, um, you know, I uh, I looked at this product and I started discussing it with the guys in the station here, and I brought it forward to our public education department here, and uh, they thought it was a great idea, this uh, particular device. So um, uh, Alan actually sent me one over, and we uh, plugged it into our or uh, uh, connected it up to our stove in our fire station kitchen here, and we actually uh, tried it, and uh, we were quite happy with it. So um, I end. Uh, I'm also a member of the uh, BC Fire Chiefs Association here. And I'm on the executive board, so I brought this device to our executive board, and I was looking for uh, some direction as to how we can uh, work with this uh, product. And uh, the uh, f- uh, president of our association, uh, Chief Tim Ply, he uh, recommended or suggested that maybe we do a pilot project in Nelson here. So uh, I thought, well, that'd be a great program to work on. So we also have another program in Nelson, which is uh, our partners in fire prevention and. Uh, one of the people, one of the companies that's involved is uh, our lumber, local lumber uh, sales here, and uh, they're also a, a Timber Mart member. So they uh, were, uh, uh, I contacted them and talked to them about this potential of doing a p- pilot project, and they they jumped on board and they purchased six of the units. So we now have eight units that we're going to be installing into um, one of our seniors complexes in Nelson. Here, I spoke with our uh, Broader Horizons, which is a uh, community caregivers, and they suggested that the best place we uh, put this pilot project is is in a seniors complex, so we approached the Lakeview Village in Nelson here, and the manager, uh, Janet uh, Bosevert, uh, agreed to participate in this pilot project, and uh, we actually uh, met with some of the seniors this week, and uh, we're going to be installing our first uh, units next week sometime. 
Way to go. Now, we're going to talk more about that in the next coming segments, but I want to ask Alan this question. What does Good Robot and the Pilot Project do? What does your technology do um, for the Pilot Project? Alan? Well, what we're hoping uh, for this pilot is really to learn as much as we can about uh, improving uh, so safety for, for seniors. And, and how it came about for us is that we started taking an interest in this issue because we, we kept hearing about it uh, from uh, professional caregivers. You know, we, we talked to them about, you know, technology that could make a difference for home safety, and they'd often ask us whether we had anything that could help, um, you know, with, with, with stove or, or kitchen safety. And so when we looked at this issue... We, we, it, you know, we didn't realize that, but that that cooking is the biggest cause of home fires, and leaving the stove unattended is the, one of the main reasons that it happens. So that's really what catalyzed us to, you know, focus on a simple device that helps remind people that they've got uh, something on the stove. So that's what our stove reminder is. And so, as Simon was saying, you know, when we reached out to to, to Nelson, um, you know, Simon has been really incredibly supportive of you know fire uh, prevention for seniors. So a pilot like this is a really uh, great way to work together. So uh, our role here, I think, is to really help any way that we can to aid the collection of you know data and insights uh, that relate uh, to fire prevention and the evaluation uh, of uh, reminders, and then also making sure that we, you know we really need to use uh, what we learn here to help make our product better over time. It's time now for a short break. This is Dr. Gordon Adley, and my guests are Simon Gripmer and Alan Major. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment Channels and CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio for Powell River. Please stay with us. We will be back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. What if you were willing to be controversial, choosing kindness instead of judgment, willing to stand out from the crowd, being a leader in creating a new reality, even if others don't follow? You can make a difference. Start by tuning in to the value of controversy. Each week, our hosts will bring you the tools to help create the world that you want to live in and explore what's possible when you choose from the controversy of consciousness. Listen for the value of controversy every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Hi, I'm Joe Swedish, CEO of WellPoint. We proudly support the March of Dimes and all they do to reduce the rate of premature birth in the United States. Though premature births have recently declined, still half a million babies are born too soon each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs that help moms and their babies live healthier lives. Please visit MarchofDimes.com and join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Now there's a new destination for video content, VoiceAmerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN.
You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. That's D-O-C, the letter G, at familycaregiversunite.org. Don't forget, you can catch new episodes of our program twice every week, Mondays on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and Tuesdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Simon Gripma and Alan Major. Our topic is kitchen safety and family caregivers. Now, um, Simon and Alan, let's talk about home and kitchen fire risks that family caregivers should be aware of, especially for elderly people, and the ways technology helps combat the risk. So first of all, with you, Simon, please, summarize what is known about home fire and the risks in kitchens. Simon? Okay, well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you the Reader's Digest version, um, just as David Letterman would, for the top ten causes of uh, house fires in Canada, and I think uh, your listeners are going to be quite surprised. The top ten, are starting with the ten, is uh, 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 barbecue fires. Those are uh, very serious barbecue fires, and any fire that starts on the outside of the house is uh, a very serious situation. As the people that are inside, uh, uh, you know, it takes a while for them to understand that their house is actually on fire on the outside. The next one is Christmas trees. Of course, this time of the year is something that we uh, all should be uh, thinking about. The next one is flammable liquids. Uh, then we have inadequate wiring in our homes. Uh, of course, we have the children playing with fire. Uh, candles at this time of the year are also uh, quite dangerous. Um, we have electrical equipment. We have careless smoking. We have heating equipment. And the number one cause of fires in Canada is cooking equipment. And that's why this theme, this year's theme for Fire Prevention Week was actually um, home uh, kitchen fires. And in British Columbia, three, 33% of British Columbians uh, or fires in British Columbia are caused in the kitchen. So uh, it's definitely a leading factor of uh, uh, fires in Canada. Uh, I was just reading a report here from uh, the International Association of Fire Chiefs, and right at the very beginning in the uh, forward, it uh, talks about home structure fires and the leading cause of fire deaths, and cooking equipment is the leading cause of home fires. So it's certainly uh, an issue that we're uh, dealing with. Um, the biggest, some of the, the problems that we have is uh, not only the seniors, but they're distracted and they leave the cooking, uh, they leave their stove unattended, and that's when uh, these fires occur. Um, you know, report after report, it shows that unattended cooking was the far the leading, by far, was the leading cause of uh, f- uh, fires in uh, homes. One thing, um, uh, fire, uh, of course, on a kitchen is very dangerous because in a, on a stove because of the cabinets that are above the stove and uh, also the loose material that's hanging around on our kitchen cupboards or hanging from the kitchen cupboards, such as uh, dish towels and paper towel rolls and oven mitts. So it's a quite a hazardous location. Now, I want to ask Alan the question of how Stove, stove Reminder, the good robot technology, helps combat virus in kitchens. What does it actually do? Alan? Well, as Simon said, if we can reduce unattended cooking, then we can really help uh, prevent fires. And so that's where a reminder can be pretty helpful. Just by reminding people that they've got uh, something on the stove, it's a really great way to make sure that they attend to it. So that's what the stove reminder does. It actually automatically senses whenever the stove is in use 
and then it just gives you a reminder every 10 minutes for as long as you have the stove on. And so how it works is that as soon as you, you put the batteries in it, it just automatically starts monitoring your stove, and it does that by sensing whether there's any electricity going through the, the, the power cord uh, on your stove. And so when it sees that your stove is on, it just automatically gives you these uh, regular chimes. And so in addition to that, if, if someone is hearing impaired, um, then it can actually, it, it blinks uh, as well. So there's a visual indicator too. And so that way, you're just likely, you know, a lot less likely to forget the stove on uh, by mistake. So it's a pretty simple way to address one of the biggest causes of home fires is just give you that reminder so you don't forget something on the stove. Right. Now, Simon, that takes us to the question of particular fire risks, the kind of thing you've both just been talking about for elderly people whose memories may be failing them. I mean, we all know that that's a problem with aging, but with a condition like dementia, it's complicated further because not only do their memories fail, it may be that sometimes they don't understand because of the memory problems and the understanding problems just actually what is happening, uh, whether it's on the stove or anywhere else. So please say more, Simon, about the particular fire risks that you've seen and observed and studied for elderly people with memory problems. Simon? Yes. Well, I I just wanted to mention one thing uh, first. Compared to the average for the entire population, the death rate of seniors is between seventy between seventy five and eighty nine is two and a half times the death rate of uh, the uh, of the normal population. Uh, and seniors that are over ninety, they have a five percent or five times higher percent chance of dying in a fire because of those stove uh, related fires. So, and and seniors, they're the fastest growing segment of our population right now as well. So. The thing is that uh, some of these simple everyday tasks that seniors have been doing for years and years and years, um, they realized that back then they were dangerous, but today they sort of uh, overlooked that issue. And some of the new uh, or some of the, the, the stove fires that we've seen and kitchen fires that we've seen um, are really related to very simple everyday tasks. For instance, microwaves. Uh, I'm sure that everybody's experienced a, a, a fire in their microwave or, or seen the sparks flying from uh, putting a, a something that had some kind of a metal attached to it, uh, accidentally putting a fork or a spoon that's in a plate into a microwave, that's going to cause a fire. Uh, Some uh, issues, too, with the microwaves is it's easy to set those times uh, on microwaves for uh, long periods of time. And when a homeowner or senior does that, uh, whatever the product is in the microwave, it will eventually catch fire. So, And microwaves are not that well uh, protected from fire, and a lot of microwaves are sitting inside a kitchen cabinet as well. Uh, They're just built into the cabinets. One of the things that we've also seen here in our seniors complex or one incident is a senior went to make a a pot of coffee and accidentally put the entire uh, plastic coffee container unit on top of a burner on the stove and turned the stove on instead of just plugging the coffee pot in. So some of these really simple tasks that people are just uh, overseeing them and they're they're just missing them. Uh, Toaster ovens and uh, they're very dangerous as well. Uh, people, uh, seniors are putting um, uh, food that's wrapped in uh, paper inside the ovens, uh, forgetting to take the paper off and whatnot. Um, and, of course, stoves themselves are very dangerous with the fact that 
the uh, pot handles are uh, hanging over the edge of the stove, perhaps. Uh, they're bumped, uh, uh, and certain cooking materials uh, like uh, grease and oil, they're you know, very dangerous on top of a stove if they're not properly protected. Um, one of the uh, uh, fires that we did have here was related to a senior actually setting the timer on the clock on the stove, thinking that they were putting the time of the day on. They actually turned the oven up to 411 degrees, and it was left on for a period of about two days. So there's there's all these simple issues that are creating these big problems. Okay, uh, one of now, the other things that I'm going to stop you there, Simon, because I just want to go to Alan because what you've been talking about may be part of this problem that as people age, sometimes they may no longer understand what things actually mean. It's it may be also a memory problem, but it may be an understanding problem. So I'm going to ask Alan this. How does as, um, your technology help combat fire risk for elderly people whose memories and understanding may be failing them? In other words, do people always understand the beeping sound and what it might mean and what would happen if they didn't? Alan? Okay, well, I, I guess first I should talk about the memory issues specifically. I guess, you know, one of the challenges, of course, is that everybody's uh, memories fail them sometimes. And in fact, you know, we one of the things I really wanted to get a better understanding of was, was how frequent, um, you know, these kinds of behaviors are. And we did a, a survey of 200 people and learned that 10.7% uh, of people have actually forgotten their stove on uh, in the past week. And, you know, this is kind of embarrassing to say because I'm, I've gotten very good at paying attention to stove safety, but, uh, you know, sometimes I forget about other things. I, I actually yesterday, unfortunately, left um, the iron on all day, and thankfully nothing happened. But I, I guess what it really drives home for me is that it, it only takes a moment of distraction when you're trying to juggle too many things, which is, you know, very common for a family caregiver, you know, to be able to make a, a dangerous mistake. So that's the long way of saying that, you know, this is, I think, an important issue for everyone, but it's particularly important for someone um, with with memory issues, so if someone's mailing is memory is is failing them, it's it's a lot easier to forget that they have something on the stove or become temporarily distracted. So it's a a risk that that needs to be dealt with. And I think having a reminder is is, is a really important way to kind of you know bring you back to the stove. Uh, you know if you've forgotten, it sort of you know helps focus uh, your attention on your cooking, which is where it needs to be. Um, but th this is uh, certainly a, an important question is, you know, do people recognize, you know, whether this is, is something, you know, what, what, what does it mean when you hear the beep? And I think, you know, one of the important aspects of it is to kind of localize the sound. And we're, one of the things that we want to be able to learn is what are the kinds of sounds or chimes that are actually more effective? So, you know, maybe a beep, it sounds like, or a chime, it's, it's not clear what it is, but you know, we're working on whether we might even be able to, um, you know, make it sound like a, uh, a kitchen timer or, or something to be able to, you know, draw people's attention, uh, in, you know, even if they do have memory loss. Uh, what raises, I'm just, this is just a comment back to you both, this question of uh, alerting people to the point that something's on that they should know about and not forget about because it needs um, turning off and that they must uh, 
respect the point that some things belong somewhere, like on the um, heating ring on a stove, and other things don't belong there. So there's that whole question of understanding. Now, you've both addressed it very well, but I think what you're both saying, and I'm just going to ask you both this as a yes-no question, this, I, Simon first and then Alan, would you agree that this is a matter that needs a lot of further research? Simon? Well, uh, you know, uh, the whole, yes, it does need more research, and uh, I'm looking at the whole stove as a, a whole problem, not just the uh, leaving a device on there or leaving a device uh, on that's going to potentially cause a fire, but how can we prevent that fire once it occurs is another big right. key that we need to deal with. Absolutely. Alan, what about research and the, the thing that um, Alan's just said that is preventing the fire anyway? Alan, what, what is the research need? You see. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, you're talking to someone who was formerly a professional researcher. So, yeah, I think we can always, uh, you know, learn more uh, about, you know, what the issues are in order to be able to, you know, uh, combat fires and, and to help be more effective in preventing them. Right. Okay. Now, once again, we're coming to the end of this segment, so we'll take the break now. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, and my guests are Simon Gripmer and Alan Major. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment Channels and CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio for Powell River. Please stay with us. We will be back. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel, voiceamericaempowerment.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. What does success mean to you? Is it being just like the person on the other side of the fence where the grass is supposedly greener? We harbor too many feelings of envy and suppressed anger targeted at others, and it's holding us back from our success. Tune in to Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. Just by listening, you'll be empowered to make positive lifestyle changes to live the successful life that you deserve to live. Wealthy Thoughts can be heard every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Get motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. 
That's D-O-C, the letter G, at FamilyCaregiversUnite.org. Don't forget, you can catch new episodes of our program twice every week, Mondays on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and Tuesdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Simon Gripmer and Alan Major. Our topic is kitchen safety and family caregivers. Now, I want to talk about the things that you want the pilot project to achieve and about your next steps. So first of all, Simon, what do you want your pilot project to actually achieve? Simon? Well, our, of course, our ultimate goal is to save lives and property with this uh, project and this uh, pilot project wants, I want to see where we'd like to see uh, how it actually works and, and whether it's foolproof and um, to make sure that it, it's uh, something that seniors are going to be able to work with. Uh, you know, uh, live it, uh, seniors, that they want to live at home. Um, uh, that's their place of uh, security, safety, and uh, we want to make sure out of this pilot project that we can make their homes as safe as possible. Um, the stove reminder, of course, uh, it's in its uh, beginning stages here, and it's just like the fire alarm or smoke alarms uh, were 38 years ago when they first came out. It took many, many years to uh, develop that works, uh, working smoke alarm to become very reliable and foolproof. So we've learned a lot from uh, smoke alarms, and uh, I think that uh, it's going to benefit this project uh, or product, uh, the stove reminder, with some of the lessons that we've learned from smoke alarms. Uh, our smoke alarms, they've been the biggest single uh, life-saving device over the past uh, 38 years, but it's also been one of the biggest failures of the fire protection because of the fact that they were not foolproof and people are taking their batteries out and uh, so on and so forth. And the new smoke alarms, they've certainly come a long way, and that's what we want to see come out of this pilot project, too, is some recommendations and design uh, design changes, perhaps, to uh, make sure that this, this is a viable product and it's going to make uh, seniors living at home much safer. Right. Alan, what do you want the pilot project to achieve? Alan? Well, more than anything else, I, I would like to gather some evidence on the impact that our, our product has on, on cooking safety and fire prevention, because really that's the, the reason that we built it. So getting uh, information about uh, that preventative aspect is extremely important for us. But in terms of some of the other things we'd like to achieve, I guess, you know, it's really important to kind of build awareness. Um, you know, there are other, uh, you know, complementary devices which can aid uh, stove safety, so letting people know that this is an option, or that there's something affordable out there that can make a difference. And then, you know, what Simon was saying around uh, design, I, I think it's super important for us to learn uh, from the experience of users on how we can make it better. Um, you know, there's a lot of aspects that go into, you know, design, and you make a lot of assumptions. And, uh, you know, it, it's really feedback from end users that, you know, tells you whether you know, those assumptions were connect, you know, correct. So, you know, do we have the, the, the right kind of chime and how often should it happen or, you know, these issues about battery life and these kinds of things. And, and I'm also really excited to learn a little bit more about people's cooking patterns. We've seen, um, you know, and if, if I dig up uh, on to try and learn about some of these issues, there's a lot of data on um, fires and what causes them, but um, not quite as much information that I was able to dig up on uh, cooking patterns or the, the kinds of chains of events, you know, that happen on a day-to-day -day basis that can kind of lead to, to a fire. So learning more about, you know, how, how long people are cooking, how often they're actually forgetting the stove on or what the actual
actual risk of a fire is each time you do that. The, the more we know about these kinds of things, the more effective we're going to be uh, at pre- prevention. And we've already collected some great data on these kinds of things. And, you know, I, I think I might have already mentioned that you know, 10% of people have left their stove on in the past week. Um, but we've got a lot more to learn. So, so to summarize, I'd really say, um, you know, there's really two things we hope to achieve. One is getting evidence about the effectiveness of reminders uh, and how that plays into fire prevention. And secondly, learning a lot more about stove safety for seniors that's ultimately going to help us, um, you know, reincorporate those lessons into our design and help us build a better product. Right. Now, back to you, Simon. This is a broader question now. What do you see as the major changes in residential firefighting in British Columbia? Simon? Well, that's a great question. And, um, um, you know, it's guys like Alan that are going to be leading the way. Uh, I see huge changes in technology as the next uh, giant step in fire safety. Um, You know, the... uh, it's time. This time is here now for uh, fire alarm systems, fire detection systems, security systems. It's here. The, the technology is there. It needs to be uh, developed a bit more to uh, have them installed in homes. Um, they, these devices, uh, they can be connected directly to monitoring stations, to local fire stations. Uh, people don't even have to be home, and their property is going to be protected with this new technology. Um, you know, everybody is working with c- computers every day now. We, we need to put these these computers to work to save our lives and save our save our properties. I can see uh, major changes coming up in the building codes over the next few years, and and some of the uh, things that we need as the fire service we need to push in those building codes is better uh, safety systems for seniors' housing and senior homes. For instance, uh, why not put an extinguishing system in a residential? kitchen hood system. Uh, I mean, every commercial uh, kitchen in the in uh, Canada is required to have a, an extinguishing system in a commercial hood, so uh, why not uh, put those uh, a, a miniature extinguishing system right in the kitchen hood system? So if uh, a senior's not uh, next to the stove or if they're distracted for whatever reason, it's automatically extinguished or could be automatically extinguished. And uh, those are the kind of changes that we, you know, we have the technology. We can live safer with uh, just applying some of those technologies right now, especially the things like what Ellen uh, has come up with, this it's just a simple thing to remind people that their stove is on. Uh, it's my understanding that that can be used on, even on irons and uh, microwaves. So those are the kind of technologies that I see uh, coming forward, and um, I, I'm going to be. Uh, it's going to be an exciting time for all of us in the fire service to see the. Uh, number of injuries drop and the number of fires drop because uh, the way it is today, it's too much. There's too many injuries happening from preventable fires, too many deaths occurring, uh, too many families are just uh, destroyed by fires. So we really need to, uh, with our technology today, move forward. Just a quick comment to you. In fact, what you're talking about is a public health risk, isn't it? That is, um, public health is about preventing things that go wrong in the broader community that are harmful to meet people and that's exactly what you're talking about isn't it is preventing harm to people and the risks that that harm uh, involves and the way in which the harm actually harms people and where they live so that's a that's a very interesting and exciting prospect now alan i want to ask you about your plans for your next steps 
for your good robot technology. In other words, you've got a piece of technology. Now, what are you going to do about that, and where are you moving forward to? Alan? Well, our first step is really to make it as, I think, affordable and reliable as possible, because that, that makes it you know, kind of practical uh, for daily usage. It you know, needs to be practical in order to be usable and effective. And so you know, making it uh, so that it's at a, a good price point and making it sure that it's reliable in its operation is, is quite key. And, and I think that's the way we can start to get uh, these in as many hands as we can. And it's, it's a little bit of a chicken and egg thing, too, because the, the more of these we can get out there, the, the less expensive it will be to manufacture. So for us, trying to kind of kickstart it by reaching more people, um, you know, one of the ways that we're looking at doing that is um, partnerships that can help bring us, um, you know, that bring this product to market. And so we'd like to see it available in a lot more uh, stores and at retail so it's easy to, to get a hold of. And we're also in discussions with a, a couple of large home care providers about how this could actually benefit their clients too. Now, the, the other thing that we're looking at on the technology front is whether we could build a networked uh, version of our stove reminder. So, for example, you could maybe check on the status of your stove from anywhere. You can imagine getting a text message on your phone if you leave your your, your stove on by mistake. And so that way uh, you, you don't have to be within hearing distance of the chime in order to get an alert. So I, I think that would be a, a really helpful option to be able to explore. And, and last, I guess the, developing the stove reminders also taught us a little bit about uh, the usefulness of different kinds of reminders when it comes to home safety. So um, I'm not really sure exactly what it'll be, but I, I really think there's promise in other areas where we may want to take a closer look to see if a, a reminder or some kind of alert uh, might be able to help with someone's safety. And that might be true whether it's, you know, issues around, you know, wandering or, or meds or even something practical around appointments. So I think that's another area we'd want to look at. Right. Back to you, Simon, just briefly. Does what I call the firefighting community, in other words, all of you, the, the um, fire chiefs, do you set standards uh, or do you encourage the setting of standards for the kind of technology that we're talking about and that Alan's so busy developing? Simon? Yes, uh, well, you know, there is the uh, NFPA, which is National Fire Protection Association, and uh, we as fire chiefs belong to that association, and uh, there's many, many committees that uh, fire chiefs sit on, and uh, recommendations are made, and uh, policies are drafted, and uh, designs and standards are developed uh, to uh, from everything from our furniture that we use in our homes to the technology in airplanes. Uh, it's all driven from industry, and the, uh, the statistics that we uh, generate from the calls that we uh, go on, and uh, it's it's you know it's up to the fire service to forward that kind of information to those uh, bodies like the NFPA and and develop new guidelines and uh, minimum standards. And it's the same with the building codes. It's the responsibility of the fire service to provide the. Uh, uh, people that uh, are working on our building codes and our fire codes to incorporate these new designs, these new technologies, and these new systems into our uh, buildings. And there's no reason why we can't make our uh, homes fire safe. It's uh, it's just a matter of uh, we need to we need to do we need to look at our statistics. We need to see how many people are uh, being injured and dying in home fires. Uh, you know, our homes are supposed to be our safe place. It's the place where we go 
to uh, enjoy life with our families and um, unfortunately far too often uh, home fires destroy those families so we need to make these homes safe and especially for seniors and uh, the vulnerable uh, young children uh, again the same thing you know we've developed new smoke alarms because young children could not hear uh, the sound of a smoke alarm during uh, an incident during the, when they were sleeping the the type of sleep uh, that they have and their their uh, development does not allow them to hear that siren going off from the smoke alarm but they do hear the voice so now we can have voice uh, we have smoke alarms that we can parents actually put their voice on the smoke alarm to wake their children up uh, those are the kind of things that are uh, happening and they're, and they're happening so quickly that uh, you know, uh, we have to keep up with these changes and and technologies and uh, and information that we're gathering through our statistics. Right now, Alan, um, I'm just going to say to you, it's very clear that the kind of work you're doing fits very well into the pattern of evolution of the fire safety that Simon's just been talking about. Now, unfortunately, once again, we're at the end of this particular segment, so we're going to take the break now. But we're going to be coming back to uh, what what we would like to see happen in the future. So, this is Dr. Gordon Atherley and my guests are Simon Gripmer and Alan Major. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment Channels and CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio for Powell River. Please stay with us we will be back. out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. It's time to empower our kids so they can make the best decisions now and later in life. Listen for I Am For Kids Radio with host Mark Papadis. Mark is the founder of the I Am For Kids Foundation, which is a recognized 501c3 charity committed to revolutionizing elementary education in the U.S. Our show helps kids, teachers, and parents to realize the power of identity and help each of us decide who we are and our place in the world. I Am For Kids Radio is heard live Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. That's D-O-C, the letter G, at familycaregiversunite.org. Don't forget, you can catch new episodes of our program twice every week, Mondays on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and Tuesdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Simon Gripmer and Alan Major. Our topic is kitchen safety and family caregivers. Now, 
Simon and Alan, let's talk about the things you would like to see develop in firefighting everywhere to combat the fire risks to our aging population. So, Simon, first for you, what would you like to see develop in firefighting everywhere to combat the risks we've been talking about for aging people? Simon? Well, um I'm going to have to say the most important thing today is public education. Uh, like we need to get that message out to the public. We need to get it out to the seniors. Uh, uh, you know, it's one thing to uh, come up with all these uh, devices and plans and whatnot, and, uh, but but we need to get the message out. Uh, we're, our fire halls are uh, filled with the best uh, firefighters, highly trained firefighters, and the best firefighting equipment, and we're able to respond to many fires and deal with the issues at the fire. But we need to get our firefighters out of our fire stations, and we need to get them into the public to educate uh, the public, uh, not only the seniors, but uh, everybody. These uh, fellows, uh, they have so much experience, uh, and to just uh, not to get out into the public is a shame. Uh, in Nelson here, uh, that's one of our main focuses, is to do public education. We get our firefighters out on the streets, and we uh, do home visits. Uh, last year, we did a telephone uh, campaign. We phoned every home in Nelson to talk about uh, fire safety at home. So uh, it's just, uh, it's right now, it's really, really imperative that we get information out, especially the seniors, too, before they become problematic at home. Uh, if we can educate them now, hopefully that's going to move forward with them in their next uh, step in life. Great. Alan, what would you like to see develop in the use of technology everywhere to combat fire risks to the aging populations? Alan? One of the things I would like to see is making, you know, appliances, uh, you know, a lot safer. You know, we, we've got uh, smart this, smart that, right, like smart cars, smart watches, uh, smartphones. <laughs> but, but why don't we have, uh, you know, smarter stoves? When you think about uh, a typical stove, if you, you set the burner on a high, it's, it's really just designed to heat your, your food to the point of fire unless you intervene. And so, you know, it could, it could really, you know, uh, you know, burn something or cause a fire if you don't take action to stop it. And so, to me, that that's a kind of an appliance that's the opposite of safe. And so, if you think about it, a bit of added intelligence, we could really try and make those kinds of dangerous appliances a, a, a thing of the past. You sort of say, well, why is my, you know, phone so smart, but my, my stove so dumb? And and so, with improved smarts, the, the other thing I think, in a, you know, a lot of appliances could do is, you know, sort of know when there's an appending fire and, and take action to prevent it or even, you know, as, as Simon was mentioning earlier, you know, have a, a, a hood that kind of helps distinguish it or something. So I think it would be a really good, you know, added layer of safety is appliances that have that built-in level of intelligence to, you know, shut themselves off or, or act, uh, you know, to, to behave more safely to, to prevent uh, some of those kinds of risks. It's, it's really thinking carefully about how you might do that in a way that doesn't, you know, sort of alter the user experience and, and also keeps, um, you know, these kinds of things uh, cost-effective. And, and another thing I think that's really key is, uh, you know, for prevention, it, it's very important to establish uh, safe habits around cooking, uh, you know, just simple things like not leaving the kitchen when the stove is on. And some of the really interesting work has been done around, uh, you know, coaching and reminders, things that are kind of enabled uh, or augmented via technology and devices that, that sort of help you reinforce uh, good habits. And we see a lot of these kinds of things in exercise or eating devices and reminders 
And so I think there's some interesting parallels and opportunities to use uh, similar technology to help establish patterns of behavior that are, you know, reinforce safe cooking habits and, and, and really help uh, focus on prevention. Right. And that really feeds back into what Simon was saying, doesn't it, into public education, smarter technology and more educated people. Now, different type of question. Same one for both of you, starting with Simon. Simon, what's your message for family caregivers concerned about kitchen fire risks for their aging family members? What's your message for them, Simon, please? Well, you know, it's a team effort. Uh, we, we have to uh, find out who's the caregivers, the neighbors, families, friends, uh, professionals. Uh, in Nelson, we use everybody. You know, uh, we have the police when they go into a home. We ask them to check the smoke alarm as well, uh, even caregivers. It's, a, it's an opportunity when everybody, anybody gets into a home, take a look around, make sure that things are fire safe. You know, it takes a community to take care of our families, right? We just can't do it on our own. Um, there's a... Many, many, many examples where people are giving other people bad advice. And, you know, I really have to stress on when you're giving uh, seniors advice, make sure it's very sound advice on what to do. You know, for instance, uh, one of the fire fatalities that we had here in Nelson was uh, the home or the, the senior, she, she felt she needed more security and she asked the neighbor to uh, help secure her home while they ended up uh, drilling a hole through the floor and putting a piece of three-inch rebar uh, in front of their exit door. And uh, unfortunately, that uh, woman, she died because she could not get out of her own home. So some of the things that we're doing to help our seniors, you got to make sure it's, it's a good sound advice and not things that are going to harm them. Um, you know, you've got to be able to uh, communicate early to the seniors to make sure that they uh, know about kitchen fires, things like that. Uh, you know, everybody wants to kick back when they're being uh, given information about safety issues and, uh, you know, oh, I know how to do it. I know how to cook safe and whatnot. But it's we have to realize that Things change and people change, and sometimes we have to uh, be a bit forceful and make sure that we know when it's time to say no. And at some point, we may have to unplug that stove because that person is no longer safe with that. We have to recognize at what point do we allow people to take the care of themselves or when, when is it necessary that we take care of them. Right. Um, uh, I'm going to Alan now because, unfortunately, we, we, we're a bit tight for time. So, Alan... Yeah. What's your message for family caregivers concerned about kitchen fire risks for aging family members? Alan? Well, I think it's really important to you know, mention the importance of taking action. Uh, given that a lot of fires are preventable, that really means that there's a lot of steps people can take to help reduce risk. And that's true whether it's you know, keeping flammable stuff off the stovetop or making sure you have a smoke detector or even you know, just making sure that you're always staying in the kitchen uh, when you're, you're cooking. And the other thing I think that's really important is that, you know, this is a, an issue of safety, but it's also an issue that, you know, is, is really, this is important to someone's self-esteem and their sense of in, independence to be able to, you know, cook for, you know, oneself. So, you know, sitting down and, uh, you know, sharing a meal is, is a really important kind of social uh, thing as well. So it's very difficult to tell uh, someone they're not allowed to cook anymore. So it's really important to see, you know, whether there's something that can actually help uh, an aging family member uh, cook a bit more safely. So, 
one of the problems about that is that because of the difficulty of discussing these kinds of sensitive topics, you know, people kind of put it off or they wait, you know, until it's too late when there's a real problem. So I, I think it's really important not to put this off and, and to really, you know, to talk about it and, and to take whatever steps that you can. You know, it's not hard to, to take important steps to, you know, try and improve, um, you know, people's safety when cooking. And, and of course, you know, that, that extends to, you know, if, if you could actually benefit from having a reminder. So um, you know, we're go. happy to help out, and, uh, and I, I think there's a lot of steps <laughs> that people can take. Very yeah. good. Now, unfortunately, we've come to the end of this fascinating and important episode. I want to say thank you to Simon and Alan for sharing with us your experience, your insights, and your advice. And on behalf of all of us, all success to you in your work because it's the way to go. It's the way in which um, people will become educated. Instruments will, or devices or stoves or whatever will become smart. Everybody will start communicating with each other. And also the devices will start communicating with each other. So that way the public health risk, as I put it, that is the fire risk to elderly people and, in fact, everybody will be reduced, contained, and let's hope eliminated. So, thank you. Now, thank you also to our listeners. We'd like to hear your comments on this episode. And from our listeners, I'd like to hear about ideas for topics or if you're interested in being a guest on the show. Our next episode will be Heroes of Family Caregiving. Please join us, same time, same spot on the internet. Talk to you then. Thank you again for joining us this week for Family Caregivers Unite with your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Please tune in again twice every week Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until the next show, we hope our programs help make the coming week easier and more hopeful. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.